So how, on God's gray earth, did this... And this... And even this... Become this. You're looking for a night out on the town. You just found me. I'm a $65 million circus tragedy. listening to Detours and Outliers, the podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in an artist's discography that sticks out like a sore thumb. It might be their best album, it might be their worst album, but either way, it's that one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. This week on the panel we have... Matthew Marr. Uh, Logan Reynard is off on assignment again. Uh, my name is Scott Livingston, but we do have the next best thing. Logan's sister-in-law, uh, Kate McIntosh, uh, freelance zookeeper and <laughs> author for such publications as Lightspeed Magazine. So um, say hi to everyone, Kate. Hey, everyone. There you go. Um, don't forget we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can... Keep the conversation going there and, you know, be sure to like, review, subscribe, blah, 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 blah on all the stuff. Um, This week, we're going to be taking a closer look at what is probably one of the 100 best musicals about Spider-Man written by Bono and the Edge, released in 2011, uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. So this is... An album with um, three very distinct, uh, shall we say, um, sub-genres or um, subcultures that are involved. We got, we got U2 fans, we've got musical theater aficionados, and we've got um, comic book nerds. So which of those do you fall under? I am very strongly under the comic book nerd. I know about two things about music uh, and about a thousand things about Spider-Man. Well, that's, that's good, because <laughs> I, I am severely deficient in my Spider-Man knowledge, but um, what, do you, what do you know about you two, if anything? Uh, <laughs> music in general, I, it's like, uh, music in general for me is like 
wine or sex. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but I know it gives me a headache, and U2 gives me a headache. So. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. U2 has always been, um, you know, even worse than possibly Bruce Springsteen, that Bono guy just rubs me the wrong way. Sunglasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have, uh, I wouldn't. Describe myself as a YouTube fan. There are elements of YouTube that I've I've definitely enjoyed at various various points in my listening experience. Um, yeah, there you two. You know, everyone I would think probably knows this already. But just in case you don't, maybe you're maybe you're more on the Spider Man side of things. U <laughs> two is a uh, is a uh, you know four piece rock and roll band from Ireland. Very Irish. And and uh, they're 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 uh, you know they're while they don't fall under the category of of um, worship or Christian band, they are a Christian rock band. Yeah, kind of on the the sly, like on the Evanescence sly, right. or Creed, you know. Right. So they they which uh, may also add to why I've never been a fan. Yeah, they're you know they're not singing hymns as such, but they you know they definitely you know uh, have a kind of uplifting element in their in their music i, I guess you, you might say but but i would definitely put them on you know the real rock and roll side of things i mean they're not they're, they're not, not posers. striper <laughs> right, right you know yeah they're not they're not yeah they're not striper they're not um they're they're not uh you know um uh they yeah. don't they don't um they're not looking to make their money by putting some mega church together, no. right? Right? They're just they're just making rock and roll music. Yeah, they were kind of a punk band at least when they started. They have right. I think I think they're evolved or at least expanded over the years into who knows what they are now. They've evolved and expanded, and I think in in large part because they you know and this this happens. They're not the only band that this this could happen to. Yeah, they got way too big. Yes, you know, much bigger than what they were. They were a rock and roll band. Kind of it, yeah. right? And and uh, they they uh, you know they exploded into pop culture, and um, and uh, uh, with more or less unlimited resources at their disposal, they could make and create anything that they wanted to. And I think eventually there was also a cultural backlash to you know. I kn- I know the the album they forced upon listeners lost them a lot of people who probably weren't fans to begin with but what was it called songs of innocence yeah, yeah. you know, you know the, the curious thing about that yeah i i uh just a, a very quick comment on that you, you, you're right is that i didn't know they had done this yeah and and i you know i i have itunes and it wasn't on my itunes but i guess people have things set up so itunes does things to them Update, automatically autom- yeah yeah and and uh but anyway um uh you know when i found out they were given a free album i was like hey that's Thanks. I'm not complaining. You're right, right. You know, I have lots of albums I had never listened to. And we by, could by add that it to the point, pile. Yeah, by that point, I had lost interest in them, and and uh, you know, definitely showing my age here. But yeah. um, I had pretty much lost interest in them, and around. 1985 maybe yeah. you know somewhere around then you know <laughs> you're not so, the only one so, so uh, but uh but uh you know i listened to that album and i thought eh, it's all right yeah they're still they're, alive they're yeah, doing yeah. their thing they're <laughs> you know, not they're, as good as they used to be yeah, yeah, yeah you know they're kind of rocking it still yeah, you know? yeah it wasn't it wasn't um you know off the wall kind of some of the synthesizer driven stuff that they had yeah, attempted you know in previous incarnations, right? This I had this uh, Spider-Man soundtrack. I knew nothing about yeah. at all. <laughs> Most people don't. I mean, it, it, for as much money as was spent on it, it did sort of slip under the radar. I mean, yeah, I knew about it from the uh, comic book slash uh, watching a train crash fandom. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> well, it did when it first finally after like you know. 
15 years of previews or whatever. When it yeah. came out, it sold out for like a year because yeah. people wow. wanted to see it much like, you know, they want to see Ishtar or Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. But or that is, a train crash. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wanted so, to see who would die next. It had to have made money then, right? No. No. <laughs> no, so the, the cost of this, the, Wow. what I heard is the thing would have to sell out for seven years straight before it would turn a profit. Wow, I wonder who the producers were. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> the initial producer and his lawyer were going to produce this. Um, they brought the contracts over. They didn't have a pen. Edge walked outside to get a pen. By the time Edge walked back with the pen to sign the contracts, the producer had died. What? <laughs> yes. The producer was going to teach his young lawyer, who had never produce anything how to produce using this as an example instead this lawyer guy who had never produced anything before became the producer and what he did was say well julie tamor figured out how to turn the lion king into a big broadway hit i will do whatever she says Mm. and what julie tamor's vision was you know that saying about how you can get something either fast or cheap, or good, but you can't get all three. Like, yeah. well, if we make it as slow and as expensive as possible, it's got to be good. <laughs> right, right. And, and they would uh, get halfway through, spend all the money, have to raise some more funds, pause production, raise yeah. funds, get another, spend all that money, pause again. I mean... Yeah, never give geniuses unlimited money. It just no. turns bad. I mean, bad. eventually... <laughs> The, the lawyer producer was kicked off the project. New producer came in. That producer kicked Julie Tamor off the project. Julie Tamor sued them, so that drug up cost too. But I mean, <laughs> the problem is essentially you can't do a superhero film in a live theater setting. There's just right. special <laughs> effects are not that advanced. And it seems, no. <laughs> it seems, yeah, it just seems foolish to even. Yeah, try. I mean, the last one that had tried was like 1960-something. There was a Superman musical, but nobody had done anything like this for a long time, with good reason. I mean, Or at least, you know, do more with the script and less with the special effects. Yeah, well, pick a superhero who doesn't fly through the air, you know? Yeah. Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, you know, someone who's on the ground, but apparently Marvel sold the rights to Spider-Man to, you know, the film company. And Sam Raimi's film came out, Mm -hmm. and like three months later, they're like, well, what do we still have the rights to? Oh, Broadway musical. So that's why it started. (laughs) That was part of it. So the big takeaway here then is is what? It's either don't trust lawyers or always have a pen. There you go. Or, you know, just, yeah. Don't let Julie Tamor spend an unlimited budget. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, she was really trying to make it believable that people were flying over. So they had to gut out this whole thing. The thing is, it would have worked really well as a Cirque du Soleil show. It would have. I was going to say that the, 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 the clips I saw of it, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And I think that that's, if they'd done it in Vegas, instead of having to, you know, renovate an entire theater so they could swing 18 cast members from the sky, that was another big sort of infamy the uh, play had is um, everyone got hurt. I mean, the producer died, but there was like... Six major injuries of the cast. Yeah. Wow. Most of them playing Arachne. Yes. And you might be saying, as a Spider-Man fan, who the hell is Arachne? Uh, Turns out, uh, Greek myth. 
There you go. So Julie Tamer wasn't content with just the Spider-Man. Couldn't have included Venom or something. Had to. No, she it. made up her own villain. She included one that was like half villainess, half Swiss army knife. Yeah. Called her Swiss Miss, which is um, with not a, exactly terrifying. With a gigantic like a chest parody. full of Marvel history, she... Yes, she she was making Julie Taymor's <laughs> Spider-Man. She yeah. was not interested. Well, I, that, so I watched it. I watched a, a dubiously legal bootleg. and uh, Hooray for YouTube. <laughs> uh, don't come after me, Spider-Man people. But, uh, <laughs> They've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, they sure do. But... So the best way I can probably describe the full experience of it is uh, if you watch Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, because it's yeah. that, that version. Yeah, that, that was the one that started it. Yes. So it's got all the, you know, the things that uh, classic comic Spider-Man doesn't have, like his web shooters are, you know, organic instead of he makes them, which is weird. I've always thought that was weird. He makes them. They're not that gross. Yeah, that, that part... That part um, <laughs> That's the that's the part of that film I did not like. No, yeah, it was super super creepy, but it's like watching Sammy, Sam Sam Raimi's Spider Man while an, a U two album plays in the background. It just great. It's uh, and also some Greek myths thrown in there for fun. Okay, because you know, yeah, because why, why not? not? Yeah, yeah, and then and then you know to be uh, to be clear or fair, depending yes. on how you want to look at it, this is really half of U two. Yes, uh, Larry and Adam, who who did the magnificent theme from Mission Impossible, the first Tom Cruise movie, and otherwise are completely and apparently unknown. Couldn't play in five, but you know. <laughs> well, you know, they've been playing U two songs for a long, long time, so they don't get a lot of practice. Right. But yeah, so the ones with human names bailed. Yeah, the ones so. with yeah, and we have on this album, which isn't a cast recording, but is a um, concept album that features. Songs with mostly the actors singing, some of U2 playing, some of the, you know, cast orchestra playing. Sometimes Bono is taking some of the songs. So if you're trying to figure out what the story is from the album, they're not in the right order. You don't know who is who. It is very um, confusing. That's why I found the bootleg and watched it, because I had no (laughs) idea what was happening at any point while listening to the album. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So... It was uh, produced by their usual producer, Steve Lillywhite, and um, came out in 2011. Now, the um, Spider-Man movie, the first one, came out in 2002. That's how long they were working on this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's when the, 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 you know, the contracts were signed. And, I mean, in between there, they had two sequels, a reboot with a sequel, and another reboot with a sequel, <laughs> and an animated series. So, yeah. In fact, there's another one coming out just now. So. Yep. Yeah, Enjoy your month. Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that, that like Spider-Man's European vacation or something? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, yes, there's, there's a lot of Spider-Man, and this is not very related to him. And, I mean, there are some rock stars that are, you know, would be good at writing musicals. Like Elton John, you give him Lion King, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, Billy Joel could write a musical. I don't know if he's done or not, but... Theoretically possible. Sure, sure, yeah, I could see Or that. Paul McCartney, someone with a... a even, even Queen. Queen? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, there have been... And this isn't a jukebox musical like those ones where they just 
take the songs of ABBA and try and Frankenstein <laughs> a story around them. Right These there. are songs that are written. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Literally yeah. for Spider-Man. Yeah, and it's just U2 songs with Spider-Man words thrown in. Yeah, and not good U2 songs. I'm sure no. that, you know, anytime Bono or The Edge came up with something good, they're like, well, we'll save this for the real band. We'll just change <laughs> Green Goblin to Tony Blair and we'll be fine. <laughs> but This sounds kind of like, a, um, you know, too many... Too many hands in the pot, maybe? Yeah, well, that was a lot of the problem, is nobody could change anything until they got the technical stuff worked out, and the technical stuff was way above the technology at the time, or even the technology now. Um, and they also completely reworked it once, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a, a Greek, or rather geek, chorus in there, so... A geek chorus? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, apparently they had story problems. They wanted to kill off the Green Goblin at the end of Act 1, and then they decided they didn't want to, but they couldn't restructure the flying rig, so they just had these guys come out and say, well, we're the ones writing the story, so we're going to say the last 15 minutes didn't happen, and they just start over. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it is. Which, you know, if it were all done well, would be a kind of cool meta narrative, but it seems like a lot of, you know... Bono and the Edge wrote their songs and walked away, so they couldn't change the songs. So then the story was kind of locked. So they had to build the sets around the story, and then they finally got the sets working, and they saw the story didn't work, but they couldn't change the story because of the sets, because of the music. So everything, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> wow, you know, I just, I guess can't, I guess it really is uh, ego run amok, perhaps. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. A lot of money and nobody in charge, or rather a lot of people thinking they're in charge mm -hmm. and nobody actually in charge. Yeah, and I suppose once you're, once you're in and the money starts flowing, well, that's just it's it. hard to just Once you've invested off, right? $70 million, you're like, well, we could not run the play and lose our $70 million, or spend another $30 million and get some of that $70 million back. And mm -hmm. yeah, at a, some point, someone should have pulled the plug, but no mm -hmm. one was brave enough or in charge enough to do that so well shall we dig into the album itself apparently there were Absolutely. several songs that weren't included that are in the um production like bullying by numbers yeah the first uh yeah first which number. i mean just the title alone <laughs> it's <I'm>, a very <laughs> bad song none of these are good songs but fair yeah. enough but yeah it's i mean I'll Take Manhattan. There's yeah. apparently a song called Venom and yeah, mm. a, a finale called A New Dawn. But the first one on the actual album is, much like last week's album, an overture called New York Debut. I mean, that, that sounds like a U2 guitar right there. Yeah, yeah it's very... Edge. <laughs> yeah. Stylistically consistent with you two. Yeah. Now, a good musical has an overture that cleverly weaves from one song to the next. This Beams. one feels like they just sort of cut. Ah, next track, cut. Yeah. It is not good, but then again, that's their first musical, so. Hopefully last. I'm going to say hopefully I, I last. I don't think anyone's going to give them a dime to do anything else. 
So was the, uh, I assume, was the orchestra live? I think it or was. was it all pre-recorded music? It- Given that one of the Spider-Men fell into the, the orchestra pit and injured several people, I'm going with live. Then, yes. <laughs> there were live musicians yeah. who also were in danger. <laughs> yeah. This would be a good score. Why they didn't just do this as a movie, I don't understand either. Well, that's, because it's already Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true, because they didn't have the rights. They had yeah. the rights to the musical, so damn it, we're going to do a musical. Yeah. Well, and this overture is, well, the, I, I suppose it serves its purpose if it was giving you a teaser for all of the, um, you know, the key songs in the, uh, in, in the soundtrack. Um, I do agree that it does sound like it's, it's very chopped up. There's yeah. not, there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a good flow to what's yeah. going on. Uh, I think the biggest problem is, is that, that, uh, you know, the nice thing about an overture is that it, it gives you the bits of the memorable melodies. Yeah. Introduces that, you to the themes. That's right. Uh, that you can, you know, that are associated with various characters. So and when you hear moods. them again, you're like, Oh, I remember that. Right. But they're not very memorable. No. Yeah. So melodies. <laughs> yeah. There's a, the song that appears twice and I had to, double check to make sure it was the same song and not just a song with the same title. Yeah. None of it is a... Uh, yeah, we a, literally just listened to it and I can't remember what I listened to. So. Yes. I mean, even, you know, except for the, the edge guitar part. Yeah. I which, mean, that, you know... That, you know, it's like, oh, the edge guitar part. That right? is the edge, yeah. yeah. So so who's that? The, the edge. I mean, is that the theme of, you know, Spider-Man or... Uh, uh, yeah, who knows? The Green Goblin or, or the... Or the Arachne, Arachne, or Swiss Miss, or there's yes. some really stupid characters. I, yeah, we'll is there post- a Swiss Miss character? Yes, yeah. the, the 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 half villain s oh, half yes, of course, Swiss yes. Army Knife. They called her Swiss right. Miss. I, I missed that. Yeah, sounds like a parody. Yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't, happened. the name of a Coco would not be intimidating. But so, like, know. comics are weird. There's a lot of really weird and bad villains. Yes. A favorite villain of mine is named King Shark. He's a shark, and he's a king. He's King Shark. There you but go. But he's written and used well. Yeah. Swiss Miss is not. <laughs> well, Swiss Miss isn't from the comics. No. I mean... I really wish they'd gotten a comics writer on board, even to, like, consult. So yes. Stan, did Stan Lee have anything to do with this at all? I think you hear his voice in the samples of one of the songs, but yeah, I just, think he was mostly just... I mean, this was 2000. He was happy to see Marvel making money. He is a, always New, he's a New Yorker, I suppose. Yeah, that, well, that, that's probably why he set Spider-Man in New York. Is, yeah, 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 but... I think like a lot of his latter career, he just popped up set Excelsior and was out. So. Yeah, he was he was there for yeah signings at Comic Cons and yeah appearances in Kevin Smith movies. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and every Marvel movie to his credit. So. Well, yeah, there yeah. you go. Continuing indefinitely since they filmed a bunch of them in advance. There you go. Died. It's like a, yeah. Well, we'll move on to the first single. There's actually a video for this song, which is credited to. What's his name? The actor Reeve, Steve, and Bono and the Edge. And I, you know, it's to Reeve's credit that I can't tell where he ends and Bono begins, but this is the um, song they also played on American Idol. So, big hit number, Rise Above, one. No, no, it isn't. That I jumped ahead. The next track is called The Boy Who Falls from the Sky. Hard not to get ahead of yourself. Yeah, well, because they're not in the order of the musical, no. you're not going to get a story out of listening to this album. But because the lyrics are all, you know, 
mentioning things like gamma rays and swarms of atomic bees, you can't take it seriously as a straight-ahead album either. No. <laughs> I mean, the first few songs have more of a, a rock band backing as opposed to the full Broadway accoutrement mm. instrumentally, but... Which historically has worked on certain Broadway shows, Oh, yeah, shows, since, but... like, Jesus Christ Superstar, right. that's been kind of a norm. Had an Icarus reference there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, or we're getting a... all our Greek gods in. We said, yeah. you know, flew too close to the sun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> flew too close to the stage lights. Very, it's very 80s sounding. Yeah, well, U2 has sounded 80s for a long time. Yeah. So when I mean, you hit fame is when you stop progressing as an artist or person, yeah. I think is... The... Yeah. I wonder if U2 has played any of these songs live, like slipped this into a concert. I, I'm guessing they'd... I doubt it, because I did see some clip where, you know, some interviewer was reading to Bono and the Edge some of the horrible, horrible, horrible reviews this play got. <laughs> To which they responded, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think they, they got sick of it by the time it finally finished. Well, they only agreed to do it because Julie Taymor was going to be in it. So when Julie Taymor got fired, they probably lost interest too. But Do we have any idea who the boy who fell from the sky is? Is that Peter Parker? I would assume, symbolically. I mean... Or did they change Peter Parker too? I don't know. Um... <laughs> I was going to say, he's not really a guy who falls from the sky. It's not like Starman or something. No, no. I mean, I, no when his web-slinging misses, I suppose he is yeah. a boy and he will fall <laughs> from the sky. Cause. There's no characters that could reference, I don't think, to my memory other than Peter, but it doesn't seem relevant to his character at all. So, Well, it could be this is a U2 song that they didn't like and they gave oh. to him and that was the best they could do. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, yeah. I guess it's a little harder to be poetic with. I got bitten by a radioactive spider in a lab, but yeah. Um, and there are some lyrics that are just about that literal. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I His mean, origin story is very much the exact one from the Raimi film. It's been fairly consistent since the beginning, you know. Yeah. Radioactive spider bite. Uncle Ben dies. I mean, yeah. you got it in two sentences and. Really, that's why they keep rebooting it, because people forget, you know. People every... don't know. <laughs> also, did you hear that Batman's parents died? What? I know, shocking. Was it in an alley, or? Yeah, they, bowling they did, alley. You know, they, they did uh, change his origin story. They made him a ninja, where originally he was not. Yeah, ninja playboy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but um, still. Now we'll go on to that stupid single, uh, Rise Above One. Which sounds completely different from the last song. I mean, listen to it. That's a different tempo-ish and a different uh, It's different feel. instrumentation. There you go. It's a piano, not a guitar. Mm. Yeah, there's the difference. I mean, any reprise in a musical, you assume this is the big number. This is the one they're selling, and... It sounds like Bono. Yeah. And it's either Bono or Mr. Bono Spider-Man. I don't know. I can't, I 
Yeah, this sounds a lot more like their 90s music. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm a little more familiar with them. Mostly from, you know, Ben Stiller making fun of them on the old Ben Stiller show or their appearance on The Simpsons. So when I think you two, I think those slim Goodman body suits with the ironic cowboy hats and right, the, right. <laughs> that era of U2, not so much the, you know, Joshua Tree early stuff. Right, right. And that's that's what this sounds like. Yeah. One lemon. It's not like slow enough to be a powerful ballad. It's not fast enough to really rock. Um, the production's really grimy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean they're going for a grungy sound, but which is kind of counterintuitive to the right for a musical. musical. And again, this is the concept album of it, and not really what it would have sounded like live. Although I bet it's pretty similar, but who knows. So, Rising Above, this is just another sort of... Yeah, Believe in Yourself, You yeah. Can Do It, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown kind right, of right. song. What surprised me with this song, because usually in a musical, this number, the reprise, yeah. or a song that gets reprised, tends to have uh, moments that show off the vocal power of yeah. its you know, actors. This does not. It just has what Bono can do. Yeah, Bono is not used to writing for (laughs) vocal ranges other than Bono's, and it does show on a yeah couple of songs. Well, I think I think what he does, what he, I mean, what he does in U two, he does very well. The few things that I've heard him outside of the U two context, his vocal range is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that does not surprise me. Yeah, and. um, yeah, I recall the uh, the duet he did with um, um, the chairman. Oh, Frank! Frank Sinatra. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a little, it was a bit shocking to me because you know like a lot of times like you hear you too and you think wow he's like he's really there he's really present you know and then you put him next to Frank Sinatra and it's like well there's not a voice there. No, he, he's got a personality. <laughs> he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. a he's got a systems of belief that he's very yeah. he strongly sure has in favor a of. Pair of sunglasses. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's good with the shades. Yeah. He's yeah. the only man on earth who would look less silly wearing a pair of Google glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would not recognize him without the glasses. So no, you'd walk but, down the street and scream, "I'm Bono," and I'd be like, "But no, you're not, because where are the glasses?" There you go. <laughs> I think this was also the period when U2 was kind of dressing up like the village people. Like the Edge had the oh yes, the Leatherman yeah. biker look going oh, on, and yikes! <laughs> yeah, it was not a good time. But <laughs> hey, yeah. shall we move on? <laughs> this is a. Uh, Picture this. Again, you know. Is this concept or proof of concept? Well, considering this came out in 2011, and I think the um, musical had already been cast, clearly, so. Yeah. I may have even opened by this point, so. Right. I think it opened in 2011 and then again in 2013 and closed in 2014, so... Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think this may have also been an attempt to get some more funds for the play. Like, Bono, Edge, put your name on this album. Yeah. Sing a few notes. We'll 
sell a few. Get some hype up in here. Although I can't imagine a lot of U2 fans or musical fans or Spider-Man fans. fans, But those are all very distinct and um, not very crossovered subcultures. Yeah. I think the only... uh the only uh, fandom that was super into this was the uh, Spider-Man and musical and this is going to be terrible fandom. So. There you go. Those, yeah. those ones who like watching The Room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want to see the train wreck. This isn't in order of the, the plot. This is their own order. So they may have put the the songs that don't reference radioactive spiders towards the front of the album to try and keep people from getting scared off. Because when we get to like <laughs> DIY world, I mean, there, there's you know, there's there's themes that relate to um, you know, um, uh, you know, conquering your fears and yeah. and. Um, um, you know, becoming something greater than you believe are. in yourself, but yeah. they're very, but they're very um, generic. Generic, exactly. They, they could have been in a, yeah. They wouldn't have yeah. to change any of the words for these, but some of the later tracks get specific. Yeah, I think the picture, of this thing, uh, I believe, if I remember right from watching it, it's just him going around taking pictures because he's Peter Parker and he's oh a yeah, camera, he's a photographer. So <laughs> I think that's the tie-in uh, there. Yeah. All right, now, now, now that clarifies things. Yeah, sort of. I mean. You're not wrong. It kind of applies to the whole uh, album of just kind of, there's not, uh, you know, through line to all these things. Yeah, I don't right. think Bono and the Edge were A, big comic book fans or big no. musical fans. So you may ask yourself, why did they do this? <laughs> I, I Several times while listening to this, I did. <laughs> I, I read something and I don't know if it's true or not, but I really hope this is the reason they chose to do it. Because Andrew Lloyd Webber made a, quote in one of the newspapers that said i'm so glad rock stars have left the theater alone i've had the place to myself for the last 30 years made millions (laughs) and allegedly bono saw that and said hey fuck you i can do this (laughs) so he made a spider-man musical out of spite yeah (laughs) that's never well yeah i I was gonna say so he went to who who has a a musical to offer and of course you know marvel's like well we got to do something with spider-man sam raby's making millions have any indication at all that if that the edge or or bono were spider-man fans or Or even comic book fans they've never referenced them in any other i've no. interview or uh as far as i know yeah my cursory googling of the subject did not turn up any evidence that they had you know they were dived big. into yeah. the comics at all yeah yeah hmm. and i don't think julie tamor the uh the author of the the book and the the director was any bigger of a comics book fan well well clearly if she was you know Adding arachne, just yeah. adding and Swiss miss. Yeah. So that, what? Um, um, picture this though with you know Peter Parker, the freelance photographer. Is yeah. is does a uh, J Jonah Jameson make an appearance anywhere? Yes. <laughs> yes. He he, sure I don't does. think he does on the the album, but no. he, he is. He's prominent in the in, in the musical. Yes. <laughs> ah. He's a little fatter than your usual J.K. Simmons or whatever, but yeah. 
let's move on. <laughs> uh, the next track is I Just Can't Walk Away. Say it now. Say it now. Explain to me why this happens every time. Now, this at least instrumentally sounds more like a Broadway song than a U2 song. Bit closer, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that cello sounds like something out of I Am the Walrus or Yeah. <laughs> when We Was Fab. <laughs> Clearly, they're not used to writing to two voices because it could have been sung by one person. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say it. Again, another kind of mid-tempo, slow, dull song. This is a consistent problem that I've had listening to you 2 in general, is there's not enough variation for me, and it yeah. really bears out in this. <laughs> yes. So is this is this uh, Mary Jane Watson and Peter Parker? Sure yes. is. Yeah. Apparently Evan Rachel Wood was originally going to play... Mary Jane, but because it took so long, she was able to get out of the contract as, I think, Alan Cumming was going to play Green Goblin at one point. Missed that one. So yeah, she, uh, he got very lucky on that one. So things, I can see yeah. People got excited about the potential of this. Yeah. yeah, and then, well, when did Spider-Man 3 come out? Like 2007? That uh, probably took a lot of wind out of a lot of people's sails. I think, especially since the thing most people remember and hated about that movie was the musical dancing sequence. The dance in Spider-Man. The fact that they're doing a whole musical of Spider-Man probably took a big hit when that movie yeah. came out. Which one was Spider-Man 3? Was that the one with Dr. Octopus? No, that was 2. Yeah, 3 had um, James Franco. It had and... way too many villains. Yes. It had well, Sandman, was it all had... Of them, I think. Oh, uh... Uh, um, Hobgoblin. It had, had Tophie McGuire as oh, a yeah, as Venom. Venom. Oh, you know, right. I guess I guess maybe <laughs> or I, Topher Grace's Venom. Maybe I yeah. did not see that one. A lot of people it, didn't. The first two are pretty good, much yeah. like you know the first two Batman's that Tim sure, Burton did. And they are sure good for that era of superhero movie. Yeah, they back they, before we had good superhero movies, they were great. Yes, they were top of the pile. Comparatively, they were yeah. <laughs> when you know. All you got were Blade movies. This was pretty hey, Blade, impressive. Blade holds up. <laughs> and, you know, Sam Raimi, you could tell, actually gave a yeah. shit about Spider-Man. So yeah. that that comes across. And, and the, it really comes across that Julie Taymor... Does not. <laughs> ...watched Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and took it from there. Yeah, that so, was her, her sole the, and only introduction yeah. to... That's the depth of her spider. research. Well, she did a lot of research on Greek mythology. And probably spiders' movement. You know, she yeah. probably... Uh, Paper mache. <laughs> you know, maybe she did. Maybe she just remembers a class on mythology she took at university. Yeah. That's actually how the, the play starts, is yep. Peter Parker giving a... a Presentation to an the class. An essay in class <laughs> about Arachne, the Greek yeah. goddess. And well, this is... I have not seen the musical, and yet it's Most right there before my eyes. Yes, <laughs> uh, there's not much, uh, not many curveballs. <laughs> no, no, it's um, yeah, it's like oh well, but do we like any of these songs so far? Actually, once we get into the more Spider-Man specific stuff, the weirder, wonkier stuff, I kind of like a few of the tracks. Yeah, so far, none of the ones. No, no but there's a couple coming that up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because for some reason, every time I tried to listen to this one at work and take notes, something else would come up. So I heard 
this album a lot more than I meant to without paying <laughs> attention to it. Accidents and some happen. of these songs have buried themselves deep and hard into my subconscious. As, as a good musical song should do. Indeed. Yeah, Freaks like me that. need company. What can I say? <laughs> that one will never leave. Yeah, that, actually, that's the one that stands out. Yes. But first, we got Bouncing Off the Walls, another Cirque du Soleil-style show-off. This actually sounds like a rock song, though, as opposed mm. to just a mid-tempo U2 ballad. Yeah. Maybe not a good rock song, but... However, the lyrics. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure that Julie or Bono understand what Peter Parker's superpowers are. No. It, no, this sounds more like something you would play at a mosh pit than... So, uh, yes, and there is a character from DC Comics from uh, the far future Legion of Superheroes called yeah. Bouncing Boy that the song would be very applicable to. <laughs> yeah. This is not... Uh, but we're not seeing no. the Bouncing Boy musical anytime soon. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> work Darn on it. it. <laughs> One of these days. No, Shazam made money. <laughs> yeah, and didn't suck. So. Yeah, there you go. Again, the, the chorus is trying to be catchy, but it just... Yeah. I agree with your assessment. It does sound more like a, like just a rock song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the one of the complaints I have about, you know, musicals that use rock songs is that sometimes they suck all of the rock out of it yes and, uh, it, it know, sounds like rock by people who've not gotten any deeper than pat boone right and uh. and uh perhaps perhaps uh, ironically i i uh, i want more of that here yeah yeah I, I want, I, it just seems very out of place in, yeah. you know, yeah the context of well what context exactly because uh, <laughs> i think this is one of the earlier songs but somehow it's tracked seven or something mm. Because I assume this is when he first gets his powers, but it, yeah, it's uh, it takes place in his bedroom, I believe. Ooh, yeah. Everyone wants to see a musical set in a teen boy's bedroom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, pull the trigger. Ah, oh, this is one of the songs I like. This is where we get, vi- and as usual in all musicals, the villain gets the best songs. Yes. Osborne has. Easily the best songs throughout this whole yeah. thing. See, I think that's the one where we get a Stan Lee sample cameo right at the beginning. Yeah. It's getting out. Your life's work. Your precious research. Getting sold. It is impossible. Isn't it? It's not. This finally sounds like a musical. Yes. But the thing is, I if you don't know the plot, you're like, who are these different people yeah. talking? Are they voices inside Osborne's head? Is this the military-industrial complex? Is this a representation of his co-workers? Is, yeah. Yeah. Out of context. It's no sense. Yes. Also, given, you know, Bono's general anti-military, anti-nationalist politics... He has a real hard time getting inside the mind of a militaristic, nationalistic yeah. villain. 
He has no idea how these people think or what they like or no. how they talk or we what they care about. Hit something catchy with some actual musical moments. Yeah. So. I mean, when we get to the sort of, you know, yes, sir, mm-hmm. affirmative, you know, answer me like a military man, be all you can be stuff. It's clear that, you know, all yeah. he knows about why people join the army is the... Uncle Sam poster. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah. Um, What um, who's the villain again? Um, well, there's Green Goblin. Green Goblin is the primary. Right, right, I mean, for this song, is this supposed to be Green Goblin? Yeah, yeah before he becomes Osborne. Osborne Goblin. Uh, although okay. apparently in the first draft, Arachne was really the main villain. Again, yeah. listening to crickets <laughs> or possibly yeah, spiders. Oh, no, see, Arachne trained the spider to bite Spider-Man or Peter Parker because she was lonely and she needed a companion. A spider friend. Oh, so Spider-Man, so so this is an expansion on the origin story. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. is now... Well, it was in the first draft. Now a, I think it got... He's now a yeah. god, right? Yes, yes. Or a demigod. Or, they yeah. pulled way back on that for the yeah. second version, I think. <laughs> the one that actually came out, yeah. yes. That would have... Um, that would have been a, a bold been, move. That would have been yeah. a, exactly. The thing is, you can make a, very a bold, bold interesting move disaster, in, a, in yeah. a musical. This this musical is nothing but bold moves. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Spider-Man wasn't dressed in yellow or something. Just to, let's do it different. Mm. Everything must be different. Well, he did go through a few different costumes. He did. He had the, the, the black costume, which you know they later turned into its own super villain. Right, which became right. yeah, Venom, yeah, and then because uh, that was the hip thing to do after Batman eighty eight mm. was make everyone wear all black. I think Superman went through a phase of that. And the eighties and nineties were a dark time in comics, like just sometimes visually literally. Dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn off the dark anyway. Yeah, which is which is which is odd because it's a visual medium. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's half the fun is, you know, guys in bright red and blue and... Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's not supposed to be realistic. And I kind of would like comics to go back to non-realistic. Because yeah. that seems to be the Same. theme now is dour, moody, dark, well, just, gritty reboots. I'm like, exactly. Well, do kids even read comic books anymore? Yeah, comics comics and movies both, they, they buy the medium itself cannot be realistic no. yeah so so you're you've always got a man who is <laughs> yeah. yeah you're always you're always chasing something that is an impossibility yes mm-hmm. well and i think musicals are also inherently re- unrealistic because yeah. people don't generally break out into song right right uh, yeah. particularly not accompanied song no <laughs> so you got yeah. those two things going against you and that they, they were trying really hard to give this a a sheen of Believability, which... I think one thing both uh, any comic book content and any musical cannot do is take itself too seriously. (laughs) Yeah, there are no jokes in this, at least not on the album. I don't know if... Were there any jokes in the the actual play? There were lines that got laughs. (laughs) Were they intentional? I wouldn't call them jokes. (laughs) I don't think... I think someone thought they were... There were some jokes, but there were just some lines that got Just some humorous bits? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Maybe just wasn't supposed to be funny. I think the actors brought a lot to it. Well, they've been working on this play for yeah. like 17 years by the time they got Yeah, but yeah, like when J. Jonah Jameson is in a room, people people laughed because of his presence, not because of what he was saying. The dialogue in this is just cringeworthy throughout. <laughs> so, Yay! Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, and, and I'm just... 
do you know? I would assume yeah. this was this was Broadway, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So That's so the fun. price of a ticket is not cheap. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. So so it isn't just a bunch of screaming kids in the audience. It has to be a lot of adults. Yeah, upper middle class mm-hmm. at least. Right, right. Maybe bring a kid, maybe not. Yeah, probably not. They're not going to want to sit through a two and a half hour and spend a hundred and fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. thing is, you could see like I think Marvel does have like a live stage show that's kind of like you know. Disney on ice without the ice, and you could bring kids to that. That's appropriate, mm-hmm. but this is not kid fair. <laughs> and not even because it's adult; it's just too right. It's yeah. It's, it's a, the theater. It is the theater. theater. <laughs> no more. No more. Going nuts. Hate my guts. Get good grades. Another show. Stop being a loser, stop being in love And why do I need these stupid glasses I'd give my life to be (laughs) So Bono clearly has not been a real human being in many decades and has no idea how real human beings talk. No. Or <laughs> but you don't say to yourself, why do I need these stupid glasses? Even if you're eight, much no. less eight, you know, intellectually advanced teenager. Mm. Who needs glasses? He needs, needs those glasses, glasses because why he needs Why do I glasses? need these glasses? Because your eyesight is bad. <laughs> oh, okay. The end. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a real shallow um, well, and the characterization. Thing is, yeah, and the you know first verse is all Peter Parker complaining because he gets picked on for being a nerd. Then of course yeah. the second verse is Mary Jane is sad because her father is an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, which, which seems, are equivalents. Well, they're, again, they're just stereotypes. They're and these indeed, veneers it's, of yeah. characterizations, right? And, yeah, it's a, it's a middle-aged man's interpretation of teenage angst, and it's a uh, it's rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not pleasant. I think you're right too. It's almost, it's almost like uh, the early scenes in the first Sam Raimi film. Mm. Yeah, that they just said, "Well, how can I turn this into?" It basically, uh, literally, is an adaptation of that. Yeah, yeah. With just arachne thrown in there for no reason. Ah, because you know she's got, she built one for the Lion King set and it didn't work out. And she wants to, you know, save her paper mache. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Julie Tamor's house. There's just a giant yeah, mache spider in the in the atrium. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. Which should have been called anywhere but here, because that's yes. the line they actually repeat. But you know. But they whatever. Uh, they instead named it after what people said when they heard it. So. <laughs> no more. Oh, no more. <laughs> yeah, this this is another one of the more bland generic songs that tend to get grouped at the first half of the album. But yeah, the next song. Is not <laughs> DIY world. Um, so this is so cheesy, and I love it. <laughs> yes, this is what I wish the whole thing had been. I mean, yeah. if it's going to be a train, like let's lean into the yes, train. Wreck. It's an enjoyable mess, and it's I'm into it. You know, it's that weird waltz thing, and you know, much like Mr. Blackwell on music for the Elder. Bad guy gets all the best songs. Do they understand what DIY means? 
it's generally not about genetic mutation and designer evolution. Yeah, there's some context around it in the yeah. There's some context around it in the musical, like it's some slogan Norman's running with, but okay, Yay. it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, build yourself into your own half lizard creature. Yes. <laughs> Now see, the two guys from ABBA, Benny and Bjorn, mm-hmm. they did a musical, and that was a very successful musical called mm-hmm. Chess, and I highly recommend it. It's much better than Mamma Mia, and they have yeah. a song that's like this, but like a hundred times better in that musical. Yeah. It's finally some variation, though. It's a it's a different sounding song. Yeah. Well, you can hear like there's one guy's got a song about maybe a swarm of killer bees, and he is. <laughs> He is milking that three seconds of airtime for all it's worth. You gotta chew what you got. (laughs) Yeah. You chew the bit of scenery you get. That's why I love it, though. Just like the cheesiness of every single thing they're saying in it. Yes. (laughs) It's almost comic book weird. It's great. Exactly. It's not going to be real. Let's be comic books. Yeah. Almost sounds like a Christmas song. That particular point. Yeah, I mean, you could see it almost in like you know the Nightmare Before Christmas. Very Danny Elfman-ish. Yeah, yeah. With all the bees, you know, you gotta be what you want to be, what we want to be. Swarm of bees. (laughs) There should have been. Yeah, the the villain should have been. Oh, one of the villains is made of killer bees. Well, that's that's awesome. (laughs) So you keep just (laughs) picking up what they're laying down. Yeah, you understood (laughs) this musical far better than they did. (laughs) You haven't seen it. It's like a yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. There's a the 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 cast shows up on Letterman at at some point to do one of the songs, and and the guy with the bee suit comes out, and I I'm glad they didn't cut to Letterman because uh, the bee suit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is a a is sight it, to behold. Was, is it? Yeah, is it like the killer bees from Saturday Night Live, or is it more eh. techno? It's kind of halfway between, yeah, the, the, you know, party kids approximation of the killer bees from <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, if the world should end. Yes. There we go. This is the actress's audition piece that, I mean, you show up at an audition and do this. At least you're not singing the same song as, you know, the other 30 actresses before you. Yeah. Or doing memory, or if you know what I did for love, or I don't know how to love him, or don't cry for me, Argentina. But this doesn't move the uh, story forward, and they have invested almost zero into the personality and uh, backstory of Mary Jane, so we don't really. Care I what think happens they just to her. assume you're taking her directly from Sam Raimi's and plugging her there in here. There you go. Just yeah, it's, pretend it's Kristen yeah. Dunst or Kristen Dunst. Yeah, yeah they whoever. do make a reference at a certain point to a play she's doing. Yeah, that is the Fantastic Four musical. Well, so that's, that's good. fun. <laughs> there you go. How well did the Fantastic Four musical do? I don't know if it actually happened. It I, might be yeah. an in-musical musical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was on Arrested Development as a joke, but uh, (laughs) I didn't think it was a real thing. I don't... I hope not. Yeah, I mean, if so, we might end up back here at some point. Indeed. (laughs) Depends on who wrote it. Yeah. Joe Strummer. 
yeah. Yeah, who could we... I can't. What, what, what would be the most inappropriate rock band for the Fantastic Four? Mm, Gigi Allen? Metallica. Met- oh, they yes. already are the Fantastic Four. Particularly <laughs> since the bass player is the Invisible Girl. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Lars is the thing. Is I mean, thing, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to, you know. <laughs> yeah, coming around to this. There you go. Maybe it Let's James Hetfield it is Mr. Fantastic. I, Let's pitch it to him. And Kirk is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I Johnny mean, Storm. I think we, we may be on to something yes, here. Yes, yes. I'll tell you one thing. If I were to write the book, it would still be better than this. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. I have no experience writing musicals. Well, that didn't stop uh, Bono or the Edge. Nope. Like I said, you know, Why it, it does. Stop anyone? Like we talked about earlier, it does sound like too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters will somehow, somehow, come around to Spider-Man turn off the dark. Exactly. Well, yeah. Somehow. Right. <laughs> you know, and and probably one of the other drafts might have been better. Yeah. That these yeah. monkeys came up with. Oh yeah. yeah I, I I almost wish they had gone with the full Julie Taymor thing, but you know. In her lawsuit, she claimed like there was this whole conspiracy called Plan X where they were running two sets of rehearsals simultaneously so she wouldn't know that they were weaning the cast out from under her control. And I think I might be on her side. I, I think I think <laughs> it, someone could do a yeah. good musical about the making of this musical. That would be interesting. But it yeah, is it does an interesting sound story. Like it got watered down and uh, kind of blanded out a lot in the second version. Not that the first version was good, yeah. but it was... Less just straight up. Yeah, it was more ambitious, but yeah. I don't think Bono or The Edge revised any of their music. They gave her these so, no. demos in 2005 <laughs> and said, enjoy, yeah. and walked away, stopped you know, answering emails. You could always change the lyrics. Um, you could, but you know, when it's got The Edge's name on it, then you're sort of feeling yeah, yeah worried about that, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to uh, another good bad guy song. Or I'm not sure who is singing this. Is this like Reporters or the Geek Chorus or Sinisterio? Yeah, not Sinestro. <laughs> Sinisterio. Again, this is one of yeah, you two working with Danielle Lenoir, being artsy and atmospheric kind of songs. Right. Not the word for that was boring, but you know. yeah. I mean, the the harmonies are very um, Alice in Chains. I was gonna actually bring up Alice in Chains in relation yeah. to the song. Just... Alice in Chains or Neil Young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't this sound like Southern Man? Yeah, it yeah, does. A bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If. <laughs> Probably would have gotten sued had anyone bothered to listen this far into the album. I can't imagine this album sold a lot. You set yourself on fire. The wrong superheroes. Yes. Johnny Storm. There are a lot of superheroes that these songs would apply to that definitely aren't Spider-Man. Like, yep. several songs. There you go. Or villains. Like, I... Yeah, I think this go. is in reference to Norman, but it's not. It doesn't reference any of his actual powers or what happens to him. Exactly who is Sinestero? Do we know? 
Sinisterio. Sinisterio. I... <laughs> An evil stereo? Uh, <laughs> never heard of Sinisterio. Yes. Uh, uh, Close to a Sony stereo? <laughs> yeah, it's a... Yeah, that's it's, it, that's an alright song. Yeah, I think that's actually the Edge singing, or one of Edge is one of yeah, well, several there, people singing. There was harmony going on too. I wonder yeah. how that played out in the uh, the live in the live version. That's why I think it's like the geek chorus or whatever yeah. some right. group of people. But again, you know, we're not following the narrative or the plot on this album, so you would only know if you bothered to read the Wikipedia page or or spend two hours <laughs> watching YouTube on the. It's yeah. taken us into a different world. Indeed. To Another be honest, world. I cannot even remember <laughs> that song, where it fits in the musical. So. Yeah, it's a long musical. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going on to what may easily be the best song on here, or at least the most musical song on here. Yeah. And by musical, I mean like Broadway musical. Yeah. It certainly stands out. Yes. Amongst the other songs, I mean. Well, it's, it's kind of like King Herod's song on... You know the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. This is the fun, wacky song where the bad guy gets to strut around and yeah. mug at the camera. I'm a $65 million circus tragedy. We will definitely post pictures of uh, the Green Goblin's makeup on the Facebook page because you have to. Oh God, yeah. See it to really believe what it. It does not look like the comic book guy. In fact, the actor who sings this is also the actor who played the Grinch in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas right before this. So oh, wow. I didn't know he's that. He's got a... So he's the green guy. <laughs> yeah. The vocals have a little ZZ Top flair. Yeah. Mm. And then there's this chorus, which I swear is ripped off from some village people B-side. Cause yeah, it, it does sound very sort familiar of, in a way that I cannot place. The very but... New York City-specific references and the, you know, subtly promoting... Queer <laughs> Honestly, that's I, I a little bit it. love this song because of the chorus and how. Yeah, like, I mean, the, he even says at one point, "I've left the straight world behind." I yeah, mean, this is a very it's a very queer song, and I yeah, I dig very it. much of that <laughs> sort of village people were. We're going to be subtle enough that you know, grandma can sing YMCA, but yeah. those in the know are going to be in the know. Yeah, I I can picture this like it tracks. Yeah, playing well, with yeah, a strong the, dance beat behind it. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's it's one of the catchier <laughs> courses in here. For sure. Company. The but, yeah. The world need a from a free. And the thing is, like, the third from last song on this album, so yeah. I, not many people made it this far. <laughs> but Should have led with this. <laughs> yeah. Freak like me needs company. Indeed. I mean, it, it doesn't really seem to relate to the plot, because, I mean, it's not about the Green Goblin is looking for a date. Yeah, it and, seems like you know, this would take place at some form of underground villain club or something. Exactly. It, right, it's like you're going out to party. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, encouraging everyone to join his his young, swinging, fun club. I mean, it's yeah. not... Which I don't really recall being a Green Goblin thing. He wasn't, like, no. a cult leader. He was just a science guy no, there who science some, too much. There were some yeah. villains like that yeah. Yeah. who yeah. attracted, you know, followers. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lex Luthor was always, you know, trying to sway the public opinion, so, you know. And there are several appearances of the Joker where he's got, like, a gang of Jokers, so. Yeah. But, again. Not Goblin, not ever. Goblin. <laughs> who would be a good superhero to make a musical about? Because clearly it's not Spider-Man. 
Definitely not Batman. Let's see. We need someone who doesn't fly. I think that's yes. important. You're going to save a lot of money on that. Yeah. Uh, power, limited powers. Yes. No pyrotechnics. No, yeah. No transformations. It, yeah. <laughs> or, or if you made the, or if you had the musical, the story more yeah. about their, um, their, their alias rather than their. Yeah. It, the yeah. Clark Kent musical as right, opposed right. to yeah. the Superman yeah, musical. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. That, that would, you know, right, and you could sense. do you could do the uh, you know the flying off stage. Yes, Lois Lane as like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to a I could Superman see that. story. I, I think that'd be fun. I I'd pay money for or Jimmy Olsen. You know. Oh God, the Jimmy Olsen musical. There Sign you go. Me up. You could do Constantine the musical. That would yeah. be fun. I could I could be done. Honestly, with that. that song could just slide that in that, there you that go. musical. And he's he's a loner, but he hangs out in bars a lot. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> there you go. Constantine the Musical coming in 2025. Swamp Thing. We're all mentioning DC characters. Maybe DC is more the musical kind of a Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, you couldn't do Aquaman because he'd be underwater the whole time. But Just a, you just know, some light effects. Stage. There you go. Or, you know, The Flash. The Flash. The Flash. Just guy on roller skates just <laughs> whipping him by no, as fast as he can. That, 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 that's, that's a musical full Express. of... That's music yeah. full of ripe for uh, double entendres. Indeed. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I'm trying to think of any Marvel character. Yeah, maybe not Marvel. Wonder Woman. I mean, she Wonder doesn't Woman. really fly. That's, yeah. She's got the invisible jet, and she's got the rope, which is you can do on stage oh, easily. Oh, yeah. It's some and lariat the, action, the, the bracelets. Bracelets. I mean, most of her powers the, are, you know. Uh, tiara that she throws at people, but not in anything modern. What The Hulk, the musical. <laughs> well, that that would require transformation. That would be change. Lou Ferrigno. There Just you get, go. Get dust Lou Ferrigno <laughs> he <was> off deaf. <laughs> and <laughs> pull him out of wherever he is. There you go. Yeah, it's like a... Hulk the musical. Hulk the musical. <laughs> Groot Hulk the musical. Hulk didn't even work as a movie. I don't know how it's going to work. Oh, as a musical. What are you talking about? Ang Lee made the best Hulk movie. <laughs> I reject that premise. They were all, you know, those. Well, that's definitely a tangent. But those Hulk movies were movies I really wanted to like, and it was just yeah. couldn't quite. Yeah. Again, I think it, it was just the CGI was not yeah. available and at that time. That character works better in ensemble. So yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say. He's no. either angry or trying not to be angry. Yeah, <laughs> those are his two modes. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and so yeah, and uh, you know, no one's going to top Bill Bixby anyway. That's true. <laughs> I mean, alas, alas. Well, shall we rise above again? again? You remember how rise above goes? Sing the chorus for us. Rise above, rise above. Every everybody wants to rise above. If only it were that. <laughs> I know. I wish that they made an appearance at all in this. Was it, and then, is this another? Is this a cast member? Yeah, I think so. Wondering, what's with the breathy vocals? <sighs> I don't know. I think part of it is just you know they have those microphones that are just you know running from your. Ear to ear. This would have been recorded in the studio, though. Yeah, right? but they're they're used to that. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's just the style they were going for. Or begs the question: Why? I, I don't know. It's just like it's like playing a guitar out of tune. It's just yeah. not good. Yeah, I mean it's not the worst thing in the world, but you can fix that easily. Right, right. Yeah. Again, we're putting the audience to sleep. I was about to say I'm legitimately stifling it's a like yawn. A Rob, right now. Rob Thomas tune. There you go. Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20. But somehow with less energy. Mm-hmm. 
I noticed there's a lot of dark, depressing undercurrent. I mean, that that one song, If the World Ends, is all about, you know, well, if I die, that's okay. And this one's all about, oh, well, you know, the people who set the fires also run the firehouse. And, yeah, you know, there's a nihilistic streak to this. Yeah. And all the preachers musical. die or lie. Excuse yeah, me. and yeah. the lawyers are all, or the ones who make the laws are breaking all the all rules. All the producers drop dead in the middle of a meeting. Indeed. All the stuntmen <laughs> fall into the pit. <laughs> All the actresses who played Arachne quit because they got terribly injured. Yeah, well, she's like hung up on this yeah, web for thing. like, yeah, just yeah, 30 feet in the air for like the whole musical, just sort of trying not to get seasick. <laughs> you may notice we've not heard Arachne yet, so they save her to the last. So if you were trying to figure out who she is in this musical, you would not know from the album. Yeah. I don't think they gave her the best songs anyway. They gave the best songs to the Green Goblin. Yeah. All right, so the title track. Turn Off the Dark, which, you know, makes as much sense as Eyes Wide Shut. It seems deep, but uh, the more you think about it, the more you're like, no, that doesn't mean anything. No. I mean, is turning off the dark a good thing? I mean, because usually shining a light is seen as a positive. Yeah, it seems and the to only be... way to make darkness go away is to turn light on. You can't turn off the dark. Right. The dark is just the absence of light. Yeah, it seems to be a Unless metaphor, it's a metaphor for something itself. else. Yeah. which it might be, but um, I don't think Bono communicated it clearly with Julie Taymor, and Julie certainly didn't. It, you know, share it with whoever was playing Arachne at this point, so. No. But yet they named the whole musical after it. It does kind of fit with that rise above all the awfulness in the world. Yes. Yeah, you can't make things better, but you can make them less worse. Yes. Yay! Yeah. Is it like turn off the dark path? Or yeah. that's yeah, that kind could of the be. only yeah, yeah. sense I'm able to make of it. That makes, and this is like the slowest of the slow, boring songs on the album. Yeah. And this it's is this is the by. Spider God singing. Yes, this yeah. is Arachne, the 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 goddess of spidering. Yeah. Was turned into a spider by Athena after winning a weaving contest or something. Because of hubris, I think. Yes. There's always a Safe tragic flaw with, the- <laughs> with them Greek gods. Yeah. See, isn't this catchy? Sing along, everybody. Are you sleeping off the dark? I am just a boy. <laughs> I think this, this, the, the biggest disappointment with this is that uh, the muse, the songs, I mean, there's a couple of highlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All it's the just songs. not catchy. No, it's no. not a memorable album. That's I mean. like, and most of a musical's job is make songs that are you different cannot. and catchy and get stuck yeah, in your and head. Yeah, and yeah. You don't have to move the plot very much. You just, this song is what the bad guy's motivation is. Mm-hmm. And this song is we two characters love each other. Especially I mean, if you're yeah. going to sell a soundtrack, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, and the other part of a musical's job is to give the performers kind of a room showcase. to show off. Yeah, they're not acting. They're they're singing. Yeah. So That's this like is where the they get to. The point of Broadway is. But to, I mean, even this one, turn off the dark. <laughs> we're, we're sticking dark. with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going, we're going up to that Bono's high range. note. <laughs> Bono can't hit it. No. So we can't write it. It's like um, 
no one's really taking a risk here, it seems, yeah. other than to mm. spend money. Yes. Yeah. They really should have let Bono direct and star in the musical as well. Yeah. That would have yeah. been a thing to see. <laughs> or have you two in the orchestra pit. There you go. Yeah. 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 Risk their lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of just turn into a modern Macbeth only without the good. Yeah, I'm sure in like 400 years that, you know, in that will... Spider-Man will be the play that you, actors can't say. You can't say turn of. off the dark in a yes. theater. Well, you know, we like need those, some um, updated theater yeah. myths, right? <laughs> those ancient Greek plays, you know, the the comedies and, mm. yeah. and tragedies and all of those. Is, is we 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 like the ones we have is because those are the ones that survived. Yes. Yeah. yeah Surviving you know, is is useful. It would be, um, you know, that are still in existence. It, yeah. It's a boy. What what would happen in two thousand years? Say if you know all that people knew of. Our theater was Let's turn off it. the dark. Turn off the dark, right? Yeah. Someone bury a copy, a copy of <laughs> Hamilton so it survives. There you go. <laughs> or even just bring it on the musical. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm not> picky. <laughs> well, um, I think this is definitely an outlier for. Yeah. All three. A lot of, of the outlier pro, for most you know, people possible. Yeah. yeah, groups. Groups, right, right, yeah. yeah. It certainly doesn't fit in with anything Spider-Man in the comic books. It doesn't fit in with musicals in general. And I don't, I can't see a U2 fan, even a completist, enjoying this album. They yeah. might buy it reluctantly, oh, but... Yeah, they might want to hear it. They might, they might be okay with, you know, the songs that... that uh, Bono, Bono sings, sings right? But, yeah. but I mean, I couldn't tell which ones were which when I was listening. Right, right. It was like, but why, you know, I mean, there doesn't seem to be any... It, it's definitely not a rock and roll album. No. Even though there are some rockish tunes. And it's I mean, not yeah, a there's... soundtrack album because it's not in order and doesn't tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're not going to get the plot from it. You're not no. going to get any melodies from it. You're not going to... Yeah. And, and there's nothing revealing about uh, Spider-Man. No. no. Other than somebody has some odd ideas about what Spider-Man could be. Yes. Bouncing in on fire is yeah. what Spider-Man is. It, it says more about, yeah, Julie Taymor than <laughs> well, yeah, Peter really Parker. This sort of like desire to convert what was essentially a science fiction plot to yeah. a Greek mythological plot. That never... The intersection of fantasy and sci-fi works in Star Wars Star Wars, and nowhere else. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know a like lot that. of people are always saying, oh, well, superheroes are like the modern-day Greek gods. I'm like, no. They're science people, fiction. Yeah. I was going to say, people don't Most of worship. Them, right, yeah, yeah. Some of Superman. them use magic, but they're science fiction characters. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's fantasy or science fiction, depending, mm. you know, the you line there Doctor could be. Doctor Strange, the musical. Ooh. I could see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he just stands there and waves and a bunch of effects happen, Yeah, I was going to say, fine. if most yeah. of it is green screen behind him, then, yeah. yeah, Doctor Strange could do all sorts of things. Yeah, and takes place all in his... Uh, Imagination. His, well, but even yeah, then, you know, like he's, he does magic, but even then it, it's it's posited in a, in, in a scientific way. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's just tapped into some part of the universe that... Yeah, and that's how right. most, right, you know, yeah. superheroes yeah. sort of present magic... You know, right, right. inexplicable stuff. It's just uh, alien science we don't understand right. yet. Right, it's uh, any science we don't understand yeah. sufficiently is, can be mistaken for magic or whatever the yeah the Asimov quote is. Quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. is there anyone we could recommend this album for? I mean, if you are a diehard YouTube musical and comic book fan, if you mm. happen to exist in all three, would it, would it be good for a kid? Maybe. 
No. <laughs> no, it's not catchy enough for a kid. No, kids it's, kids would I like mean, the Spider-Man themed song from the old songs, TV show. There's certain songs you might want to put a child to bed with. Yes, there's like, a lot of lullabies. Lullabies, yeah. But uh, then there's like the uh, Creep queer, Like Me. Queer, uh, <laughs> and the DIY album. world and the whole song yeah. Pull the Trigger where you know we got the military industrial complex saying, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Affirmative. Arr, <laughs> yeah. Kill the world with gamma radiation. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's hard to, well, people did go to see it, I guess. That, a um, few, but, you know, yeah. people also saw Ishtar, so. Do you remember the Spider-Man um, excerpts on The Electric Company? Yeah, that was, that's back when superheroes were primarily for kids, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The real question is, is the Denver Art Rock going to have a better success with Turn off the dark or music from the Elder? Yeah, that's a good I question. I mean, which one should we perform next? I mean, after Tommy, we got to... Well, I think people who like rock music would definitely be um, more attuned to the the Kiss disaster than, yeah. than the uh, U2 disaster. Mm. But but uh, it's been around longer, so it's just gotten more of a yeah, infamy, yeah. if nothing else. Although that's um, it would just be it would, I think it would be hard to learn these songs. It'd be hard to yeah. remember them. I mean, but that's what I mean. Yeah, it would be difficult to remember. They'd them. have to be right written out in front of you. You couldn't yeah. be yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I rise above the rising, yeah, yeah, like, whatever that yeah. song is, Spider-Man. I yeah. barely remember the lyrics that are the title of the song. Yes. <laughs> hmm. All I remember is, freaks like me need company, and that will never leave my head ever. No. That's a, yeah, that's like more, more like that. Yes. Yeah. We just do a three-hour remix of that song. More freaks like me. Mm-hmm. Yes. If I ever uh, inexplicably end up DJing a Pride after party, that's going on the list. <laughs> I, you know, I doubt anyone would bat an eye. <laughs> honestly, that's a, yeah. Did any um, um, it should be there. Did any of did either of you read any of the reviews of the musical? I've I've read excerpts from them. There's plenty yeah. of them out there because some of them are like notoriously scathing. Apparently, you know they. They went into previews and refused to give critics tickets, so a lot of people paid their own money to come see it, and as a result, were furious. Especially <laughs> then harsh. Then you're gonna be, yeah, yeah. That's but a better also were notoriously the the previews yeah. had, you know, people it, stuck on the you know the spider web for yeah. hours while technicians were trying to get them down. And yeah, yeah, it's never a great sign when. A production refuses to give tickets to critics. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you come across any reviews of the soundtrack? The Steve Erlewine from All Music said that it wasn't the bad dialogue or the horrendous special effects that ruined this musical. It was specifically these horrible, horrible songs from U two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. See. I, I would not describe them as horrible, horrible songs. No, they're dull for yeah, the most yeah, part. I would they're say. T- with two they're, or three yeah, exceptions, they which have you know, no yeah. business being in a musical except the yeah. Green Goblin. I mean, songs, if I were putting but. together a YouTube playlist, I might sneak DIY World in there, but <laughs> it would be jarring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this might be a good soundtrack to go grocery shopping to. There um, you go. It's it's. Yeah. It's unnoticeable, right? <laughs> <laughs> except you when it also is very noticeable, noise. though. There are, I mean, the DIY world and the yeah, freaks the, like the, me. And, uh, the, and the trigger warning or trigger happy songs. They're the, very noticeable songs. Yeah, the Green Goblin songs should have just been released as a three-song EP and then... Honestly, though. Yeah. yeah. And Alan Cummings should have sang it, too. That would have been yes. something. But 
Let's go um, Green Goblin the musical with only those songs and Alan Cummings. There you go. go. It'll be 20 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. It involves no high wire acts. And, and um, it'll make more money than into uh, Turn it, Off the Dark ever it, Well, how could it not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to add? or? Uh, Watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse instead. It's better. <laughs> you could watch the Japanese Spider-Man TV show from the 70s. Honestly, that's better. no, that's fun. So. It is. <laughs> so. it's, it is wackadoodle to the extreme, but it is fun. Well, he might have some of the powers that uh, Julie Taymor thought Spider-Man had. In the... Maybe that's where she got it. She only knew the Japanese Spider-Man. I hope uh, all of the actors got paid and had good health insurance. Oh, OSHA yeah. was all over that show. That was also part of the reason why the cost so, so ran would up say, so high. I'd say it, you know, it was probably it was probably a good living for a lot of people while it lasted. I think yeah. there might still be a suit going on over some of the injuries though. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it will have an impact. Yeah. It's definitely a, a going to go down in history. There you go. Would you rather be a coal miner or a actor on Spider-Man. Turn off the dark. Yes. I well, think I'll go... Uh, you could go either way on that yeah. one. There's no canarians turn off the dark to let you know when you're in trouble. Can I be one of the geek chorus who is not on any yes, wires? I, I think that's yeah, my, so some my of the, place. Some of the extras are probably safer, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Well, if people wanted to follow you online or just check out your writing or whatnot, what would, they, what would be the best option for them? Uh... I'm really not on the internet except for Instagram. I'm uh, the K Galaxy on Instagram, uh, and you can check out some things I've written on Lightspeed Magazine, uh, Lightspeed.com, I believe. There you go. Probably should have checked that, but uh, I didn't. Um, if it's not yeah. that, we will put a note up somewhere. Yeah. There well, you go. Yeah, and thank you guys it, for having me. This was fun. It was. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have you back next time. You two write a musical about a comic book character. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's happening any day now. Going to turn the Green Lantern movie into a musical. Or any, oh, any comic-related episodes. There you go. There yeah, might yeah, be some. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Queen's Flash. Ah, Gordon. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else we want to plug? Or? No, I think, I think, We're I think this is a nice, relaxing summer. Enjoy yourself. Go see live music when you can. Read a comic book. See some theater. Don't combine the three. Yes. <laughs> you know, keep your peanut butter away from my chocolate and um, tune in next week when we try and figure out who this artist is. <laughs>